Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please subscribe to our weekly Boston Bruins hockey talk on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify Podcasts. We'd certainly appreciate it if you give us show a five-star rating along with a written review. You can also subscribe to our official YouTube channel for a video version of our weekly program. If you'd like to support our show financially, please go to our blackandgoldhockey.com website and click on our affiliated fanatics banner before shopping online another way to financially support our weekly program is to become a patreon member to be eligible for weekly boston hockey prizes and monthly boston bruins hand signed jersey giveaways please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate just one dollar per episode many thanks for the continued support and enjoy the show What's up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 289, and it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Please go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. Um, apologies from me. Uh, last week, we did not have a program. I kind of had a, a bit of a family um, um, issue going on I'd rather not talk about, but uh, both of my parents are good, my on Courtney's side and my dad's side. Um, but, uh, we, we couldn't do the pod last week. So I had to, you know, have my attention to 
elsewhere. And I want to thank everybody, including Dom and Kevin, for being so supportive. And uh, also all the listeners out there that got the message and sent me DMs and text messages and so on. I really appreciate that. You guys are absolutely amazing. But without further ado, let's get my co-host in here, uh, Dominic Tiano. Dom, how are we doing, buddy? Not bad, buddy. Uh, always fun to be here and talk some hockey. Um, but always remember, family first. So um, best wishes go out to you. Uh, we won't get into that. So, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so very much, Dom. Uh, truly appreciate that. Um, uh, before we get into the topics, I do want to mention that we're looking for more podcasters and writers. So if you as an individual or uh, family members want to get together once a week and record uh, a 30-minute program talking all Boston Bruins hockey, let me know. We're also looking for writers. Uh, the the off-season is a great time to learn about uh, digital content via um, audio or written text on the website. So if you're interested in any of those, please go to Black and Gold Productions LLC at gmail.com and let me know what kind of projects you'd like to do. If it's all Bruins-related, it's all welcome here at BNG. Uh, we also uh, have a new listener hotline. So it's a BNG listener hotline. And if you want to call in and leave us a brief voicemail, we will use those voicemails on the program in future shows. Um, so please uh, call in at 978-504-2727. And for the YouTube video viewers, I will put uh, the number up on the screen uh, when ready. Um and uh, we might as well just drop this now, right, Dom? Why not? Yeah, God, you know, probably the picture behind me, right? Absolutely. That picture behind him, if you're on the YouTube and you're watching, but if you're not on the YouTube and you're listening to the audio podcast, that is Matt Portress. And uh, he is a uh, 2022 Boston Bruins draft pick in the second round. And he is joining us tomorrow for an interview. So Kevin, who is not here right now, he's at some kind of bowling function, whatever. Um, so, but that, that's cool. I mean, Kevin does his bowling thing. That's, I mean, it is what it is, not a sport in my opinion, but whatever. But, yeah, Kevin, you know, but I know, right. But Kevin will be back tomorrow to join us and, uh, and do the uh, interview with Matt Portress. So we're looking real, we're looking forward to that. And um, can't thank Dom and the uh, Guelph Storm enough for their uh, uh, continued work back and forth to get this down and um, in the interview. So, and we have several more interviews we're going to be lining up soon. Nothing confirmed yet, but we do have a couple more ideas uh, that are going around. So, that's uh, it should be a good program, and hopefully, people enjoy it because uh, just by just by the videos I've seen from Matt when he was drafted, he's very, he's a very bright kid, very full of, full of energy, always smiling. I think he's going to be a really fantastic prospect and probably going to have a really good year with Guelph next season. Yeah. They're a young team. Uh, I think, you know, I, I tend to ask him about it tomorrow, uh, Mark, but you know, they're a really, really young team. Uh, they got several players that were drafted in this past draft, but um, all of them missed the prior season because of COVID. And, uh, you know, that had to have an effect on, on them. Uh, you look at Jackson Edward, uh, who the Bruins drafted from the London Knights, 
uh, prior last season only played 54 or he's only played 54 games in the last two seasons. So um, while Welf and Mac got off to a great start at the beginning of the season, they sort of tailed off towards the end. So I'm wondering just how much uh, that played a role in it. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely look forward to having Matt on the program. Um, yeah, because he's uh, like I, like I said before, I met him at development camp, um, watched his skill set out there on the ice, and and just how how he you know brought on himself as as a, a new professional uh, per se uh, was uh, was exciting to see, and I, l- I look forward to watching the CHL package next year as well, and and um, you know watching him in the Guelph Storm a lot more often um, now that he's a prospect. All right. Um, let's, why don't we just jump right in here and, and talk about some other uh, OHL prospects that the Boston Bruins have. And um, most recently, and we kind of we kind of hit on it, uh, but we didn't get the timing down. But uh, Brett Harrison signed a three-year entry-level deal with the Boston Bruins. He uh, was previously playing with the, the uh, Oshawa Generals. And um, I thought he had a decent year last season. Um, not, not, not the greatest in my opinion, but I thought he made several strides in his development. Uh, but it's it's a work in progress. Um, how do you feel about this three year entry level deal? Obviously, the next season's going to slide, but um, I, I believe the year after that he'll make his way to Providence. Uh, what are your thoughts on this deal, Dom? Well, <clears throat> it's when when the Bruins signed Ryan Mast, uh, uh, I tweeted out that. Brett Harrison would be next. Uh, but Brett was at uh, the Team Canada uh, summer uh, camp for the for the World Junior Championships. So I expected this to be done as soon as uh, that camp was over. And here we are. It was done almost immediately after. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> I will say this uh, about Brett. If he reaches his potential, I love him as a player. As you said, he, he made some strides, but he's got some a ways to go. And um, we have to remember, like, this is an OHL player, 18, 19 years of age. Uh, this isn't an NCAA player at 21 uh, where, where there's been a little bit more development uh, time. So uh, patience is required here. Uh, I still believe that he has uh, top six potential, uh, but it's all going to be uh, putting it all together for him. Uh, by all accounts, he had a great camp uh, with Team Canada, and those that are worried that he didn't make the roster, he wasn't there for this upcoming tournament. He was there for for the December tournament. Um uh, the 2023 tournament. What what Hockey Canada did is combine the two, pretty much combine the two classes together so they'd all be at one camp. So, um, you know, I said it many a times uh, that, that he wasn't going to make this roster. Uh, Team Canada is just too deep. But the 2023 tournament is not out of the question. Yep. Absolutely. And, and because he's not on that roster, I know that I know a lot of Bruins fans get frustrated when certain players don't make uh, tournaments like this, but it's, it's, it's nothing to do with 
uh, a, um, a player being a bust or anything like that. Um, it's just as Dom, as you explained, it's how deep these teams are with with the talent um, that it, it's hard for players like like Brett to uh, to get on. You know, um, but I I I I consider him a, a huge work in progress. I like the idea of your top six projection, um, and and it's it's a whole, total work in progress. I mean, what he's going to do next year. In, in Oshawa is not going to be the same as he does the following year in Providence because systems are different and so on. It's how it's how he acts like a sponge and learns uh, as he goes along. And I think that the potential is definitely there for a young man like Brett to, to really thrive in this opportunity. But here's my question is like, now that he has the, the entry level tag on him and he's like an, an, an official member, uh, you know, this is an entry level is an NHL contract. Uh, not like a full NHL contract, but how do how do you think Brett will do next season with the title now that he's a member of the Boston Bruins and and in their future plans? I think confidence is a big thing, and this gives him a, a huge amount of of confidence. Uh, Ty Tulio, who's uh, an Edmonton Oilers draft pick, uh, was their captain, the leader last last season, and he's moving on. Uh, most likely to the American Hockey League. I can't see him cracking the Oilers lineup right on off the. Uh, Brett is the next man up, and it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see him uh, being named captain of uh, uh, of the team. Now, uh, they they could go a different route. I don't know how much of the Holink Gretzky tournament you saw that just completed, but you know they have a, a kid in. Callum Ritchie, who is a bona fide top 10 pick in next year's draft. And, uh, you know, they may decide to give it to, to him because he'll be around for a few more years. Um, hard to say, but uh, I, I think the, the confidence that the Bruins showed in him um, will, will go a long way for Brett. Look, they didn't have to sign him right now. They hold his rights till June first of next year, so they could have signed him at any time. But uh, yeah. I, I think you want to get get these things done sooner rather than later, and show that you have confidence in the player, and uh, hopefully it pays off on the ice. I, and I believe um, that something like this, a deal like this, and and him going into his summer workouts, which he's probably been doing already, especially with Team Canada and so on, that you know you intensify those workouts. You work a little bit harder because you want to be better for the upcoming season. And not only for his Oshawa team, but also the people that are watching him. Um, and there's going to be, there's going to be scouts around that, have, uh, that have Bruins ties that are going to be in the buildings to watch him. And it's important for him to showcase what his skill set is. So the Boston Bruins can figuratively in the future, fit the pieces where they lay. And, and hopefully he'll be a part of that. And and a top six projection, I, I like what I'm hearing, but we've all heard, you know, the the projections and so on and where they actually lay. So I mean it remains to be seen. Yeah. But I like I like the player. I like his attitude. I think he's he's bought into learning much more than than what he's uh, at right now. And and I really look forward to seeing him uh, his first pro experience, maybe after this next season. Uh, I'm sure that uh he will get some visits from Jamie Langenbrunner and Adam McQuaid this year. Uh, 
you know, now that they have four uh, uh, prospects playing in the league, uh, even Bob Weddick, the the, uh, Bruins Ontario Hockey League scout, um, you know, will probably stay in touch with all four of the prospects uh, uh, in the OHL. So, you know, they're going to be given advice. They're going to be talked to by the development staff on where they should be and what they should be working on. So positive signs. But as you said, these things don't always work out. So um, why don't we hear from Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia right now? And uh, we'll get back with some Bruins hockey talk on the other side. Uh, listen to Bruce. Uh, write down all the information he has for some fantastic hand-signed jerseys, uh, cards, pictures, pucks, whatever you want to do to spice up that fan cave. So listen to Bruce and more Bruins Hockey Talk coming back. Hello, Bruins fans. This is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our black and gold memorabilia moment of the week. On July 20th, we hosted Bruins legend and Hockey Hall of Famer Cam Neely. Take home a JSA authenticated 8x10 for $55, puck for $59, or jersey for $129. Hall of Fame inscribed jersey for $149, or the Neely 75th Hall of Fame inscribed jersey for just $159. We've got breaking news. On August 21st, we are hosting a signing with 1980 Olympic hockey gold medalist Ken Morrow. Take home a Morrow JSA photo or puck starting at just $39. A Miracle on Ice puck for $44 or a Morrow JSA jersey with inscription for $99. Please join us Sunday, August 21st at the Cardboard Promotions Show at the Dedham Holiday Inn from 8.30 to 2.30. To learn more about our dozens of hand-signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports in Music Memorabilia, or email us directly at bostonsportsandmusic at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! All right, Bruins fans, we are back. We just heard from the amazing Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Spice up that fan cave, and hopefully you did write down his email address and follow him on his Facebook pages to win some free stuff just for simply liking and sharing his stuff. All right, so back to the Bruins Hockey Talk. The 2022 Prospect Challenge was announced on July 28th, um, and we, we did know that two... Boston Bruins prospects um, uh, are going to be there, but now there's a third. So Dan's uh, Lockmelis from Latvia is going to participate in these games as well. And the tournament is the uh, 2022 uh, Double IHF World Junior Championships. And that starts this Tuesday, August 9th, and goes to the 20th from the beautiful area of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, so for Team Sweden, Boston Bruins prospect Fabian Lysel will be there. And for Team USA, Riley Duran, he plays for Providence College. He'll be there. And obviously, um, Dan's Lock Mellis. And uh, I'm saying Latvia, but uh, in our pre-show talks, did you mention that he's playing for Russia? 
No, no, no. Latvia is replacing Russia at the tournament. Oh, oh because okay. Russia was, was disqualified for, for everything that's going on. My bad. <laughs> Little fumble there. That's okay. Three prospects Bruins fans should should pay attention to uh, in this tournament. Uh, the Boston Globe uh, reported yesterday, I forget who wrote it. Kevin uh, Paul DuPont. Was it? Okay, so Lysel has gone from just over five foot ten, 170 pounds to uh, six foot 180 pounds now. So he's he's gained a little bit of muscle. Uh, he's got some size. Um, and uh, to quote Fabian, he said, "I think I can play or I can make the roster this season." Um, so worth keeping an eye on him. Um, as for Locke Mellis, uh, you know, a 2022 draft pick that I would say 99.9% .9 of Bruins fans never got to watch him play last season. Uh, I did following the uh, the J20 in, in Sweden because uh, good guy Oscar Yelvik was uh, playing in that league. So I saw a bit of him. So here's the, an opportunity for... Uh, Bruins fans to get a look at them. <clears throat> I believe most of the games will be televised on the NHL network in the United States. I, I mean, don't hold me to that, but, uh, you know, so you'll get a look at, at him. And uh, finally, Riley Duran, you know, late round pick by the Bruins. Uh, all of a sudden is now representing Team Canada, or sorry, Team USA, Sorry to my American friends <laughs> at what is really a tremendous and awesome tournament. It's it's probably my favorite tournament of all when it comes to hockey. You know, I, I love Duran's game, um, and he fits the mold of of what uh, Team USA and their coaching staff are looking uh, for. Those guys playing in the in the bottom six of the roster um, who could also move up in a pinch. So I'm excited to watch all three in this tournament. Yeah. I want to, I want to um, uh, just say I made a mistake. I, I said it was the 2022 prospect challenge. That is a topic that I wanted to talk about, but this, this particular one is the 2022 world junior championships. I, I kind of got them mixed up on my notes um, just to clarify before I get hammered for saying the wrong thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this tournament too. Um, it's a long time coming. Obviously the, this tournament was canceled, uh, in Edmonton, uh, back in the winter of, uh, the, the uh, late December, early December, it got uh, early January. Sorry. It got canceled due to the, uh, the ongoing pandemic, uh, up in Canada and, um, they pretty much canceled it. And then a couple of weeks later, there was a lot of pushback. And uh, this tournament came back, but it was going to be at a later date. And, and that, that date is uh, August 8th, this week, August 9th. And that starts this week. So um, all the games are on um, the NHL network in the States. And obviously um, you can get probably anywhere up in Canada. Um, but yeah, definitely take a, a look at these players. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch the WHL last season and Fabian Lysel's first year of North American hockey, or um, with Dan's uh, Lock Mellis uh, in Latvia, like like uh, Dom said, 
or even Riley Duran. If you never saw any of his games at Providence, um, coached by Nate Lehman, um, this is a great opportunity to get your get an eye on the, the skill set that these guys can bring and uh, and why they were chosen uh, to represent their country because uh, all three of them do have uh, exceptional talent. They they got there for a reason, and and now it's you know this is a, a great stage to to prove it. Um, you know, with a, a a great tournament, in my opinion, it's one of the best uh, the best around. And uh, I want to I wanted to ask you, would you would you would you rather have the tournament like this time of the year opposed to mid season in the NHL? No, I'd rather have it uh, in December, January, like it always is. This time of year for me is is the Holinka Gretzky. Uh, tournament i mean there's so many players to to watch and you know it's the precursor to the 2022 2023 season and those players uh eligible for for next year's nhl draft so uh, normally i would spend uh three weeks to a month going back over over video watching certain players that caught my eye but now we're we're just exiting uh, the one tournament late last night and starting with the next one Tuesday. So you can only squeeze so much hockey in, uh, you know. And in three weeks, I got OHL training camps beginning. So yeah, um, there isn't a really a lot of time to break film down or or study uh, anything, which is what I like to do. Oh yeah. Um, over and above the entertainment value of the tournament. So, yeah, for me, I'd rather have it uh, in December and January rather than the off season. No, that makes it, that makes more sense to me now that you've mentioned that, that it's just, it's a time constraint for you and everything else. What I, what I, what I like about the tournament or I would like to see changed is I like to see the NHL take their mid season break during that tournament. And, and a lot of hockey fans can focus their attention on watching hockey, but also watching it at, at, a, at a very good competitive rate for these young kids. Um, you know, either they're drafted or going to be drafted, like you mentioned. Uh, and well, in the way the NHL does, because they have their Christmas shutdown, but that's that's only the first few days of, of right. the World Championship. So, you know, the, the NHL is a business, Mark. It, it, they're there to make money first and you know they they can't be affording to shut down for the olympics or world cup of hockey or the world junior championships all the time because um it is a business first and foremost uh yeah. and they're there to make money absolutely well another one that makes total sense <clears throat> all right um moving on to another topic uh, Scott Fitzgerald uh, leaves the Boston Bruins organization after 15 years as the uh, chief college scout. Um, obviously, didn't see this coming, and I wonder if it was if it was time for a change between the uh, the person and management, or uh, there was just a better opportunity out in in uh, San Jose for Scott. Um, but after 15 long years, it's kind of a an interesting topic um uh and uh nobody is listed as uh who's going to take over the uh, chief college scout ranks when it comes to the boston bruins organization 
Um, do you have any familiarity with uh, with Scott Fitzgerald at all, or any of I, any of? A little bit. First of all, I want to wish Fitzy luck in San Jose. Um, you know, he's he's done some great work for for the Bruins, especially when it comes to attracting uh, uh, college free agents. I mean, you can go back to Tory Crew, Kevin Miller, um, you know. Uh, Mark McLaughlin, uh, just a few months ago, uh, Georgi Mikulov, just a, a few months ago. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so he's done some yeoman's work for the Bruins, and I, I, I want to wish him luck in San Jose. Fifteen years with one organization is a long time, whether you're a player or you're in management, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm not sure what his contractual obligation was with Boston. <coughs> Excuse me, but if he was still under contract, uh, the Bruins aren't the type of organization to hold somebody back. And if, if a better opportunity comes up for them someplace else, then by all means, they're going to grant them permission to, to seek out those opportunities. Uh, as for a possible replacement, I don't know, man. You... I think as NCAA scout, you really need somebody foreseeing the 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 or overseeing the the few what is it two or three NCAA scouts that they do have. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Ryan Nadeau can take over over that. You know, uh, he's more than capable. So. I, I still think the Bruins scouting department is in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. And and definitely uh shout out to Scott Fitzgerald and, and best of luck out there. Um I wonder if he's got ties to um to Mike Greer, the new San Jose general manager. Seems to be bringing all the guys that he yeah. used to either play with or or played against uh, in college hockey and so on. You know, obviously David Quinn has ties with him as well, so uh, yeah, it should be interesting what, what what good old Mikey does out in San Jose. And uh, congratulations to him, you know, obviously being the first black uh, general manager. That's impressive right there alone. Yeah. So. But he's capable. He's a smart, smart, smart man. I, I think it's his brother is a, a general manager in the, in the NFL. Yep. Uh, I think it's with the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. So. You know, he's got somebody to lean on that's very, very close to him right there. I mean, different sports, but the idea uh, is on how to manage a team is still the same. Yep, absolutely. All right, um, let's take a, a mid-show break. We'll hear from the fantastic show sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Uh, please go to BetOnline.ag and use the code CLNS50 and uh, play some bets. Do it safely. Uh, golf. Baseball, football futures, hockey futures, basketball futures. There's a ton of stuff coming up this fall. And get ready for it. Uh, sign up for a free account and uh, get a 50% welcome bonus. But you'll hear all about that when I babble a little later on. But uh, we'll uh, get back to the hockey talk on the other side. Our partners at BetOnline.ag continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and developments, including next year's NBA and NHL futures, 
PGA Tour Golf, Major League Baseball scores, and all the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures. BetOnline.ag is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and so much more. Head over to the BetOnline.ag website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first cash deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to get the bonus and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag, it's where the game starts. All right, you just heard me speak about betonline.ag. And like I said, please go there to betonline.ag and get yourself a free account and um, put a small, try to make a small investment into a big one. But again, do it safely, please. Um, we're back talking bees. And uh, why don't we uh, get a weekly progress report? We seem to be talking about this every every time we uh, we get together and talk bees. But the Pavel Zaka uh, contract arbitration is coming up on August 11th. And I think it's fair to say that we all agreed in the past that this will probably get done sooner rather than later. Um, And I still believe it will. Uh, Most of these cases don't go to the arbiter. They they within hours or a day and then they get deals are done. So um, do we still feel that that? will be done uh, before the uh, the 11th, which is this this Friday? I do. Um, like you said, these things get done last minute. Uh, I, I believe only one case has gotten to the actual arbitrator this year, uh, and that was dealt with. Last year, there were none that actually got to the arbitrator. I think... My understanding is that the Bruins and Zaka's camp were working towards a multi-year deal. Whether it's the term or the dollars that they're a part on, uh, I don't know. But what I do know is the arbitration process is a deadline. Uh, that And that sets a deadline for both sides to, hey, come to an agreement. Uh, because nobody wants to go to arbit- arbitration especially the player doesn't want to go there and hear his team uh, cut him down as to why he's not worth what the player is seeking for. And the team doesn't want to do it to the player because you alienate them. So arbitration in the NHL is just a deadline. It's not like baseball. You got to remember too, (coughs) Don Sweeney hasn't been in Boston the last few days. He was at the, at the Holinka Gretzky uh tournament so um you know august 11th is four days away if it's august 9th at midnight then i'll begin to to worry about it but i'm not worried until any update on krejci and patrice bergeron at all i haven't heard of pete yeah i haven't either i'm 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 sure that things are are in the works, and there's some kind of dialogue going on about um, you know one year deals and bonus incentive um, contracts and so on. I, I think that I still believe the deal's going to get done. I believe that there's still enough cap space. I haven't checked it today, but I believe there's still enough cap space to get Bergeron, Krejci, and even Zaka down in. Um, and, and be under the cap. Maybe a little cap massaging needs to be done there, but 
you know, there's still plenty of time for that to get done. Uh, obviously, you know, with, with it's going to push the needle a little bit with the Zaka arbitration on Friday, but still, I still feel confident that these three players can get get in and and get to work next year. Um, well, I think I think here here's how I look at it. it it's August the seventh when we're recording this. Um, I think if Bergeron was retiring, uh, we would have heard about it by now. If he was going to sign someplace else, we would have heard it by now. Uh, the same with David Krejci. Euro leagues are not far from starting their season. If he was going back to Chechia, we would have heard by now uh, because their training camps are just a couple of short weeks away. So yeah. um, silence is a good thing right now. It's just a matter of getting all their ducks in a row. What else can we talk about, Dom? I think I'm running out of uh, topics here. Well, there hasn't really been much. Um, I know there hasn't been much news at all. Uh, news at all. Not even a, a, around the league. It's just, you know, every single GM has been on the road in Red Deer uh, with the Holinka gretzky tournament going on. Uh, you know, maybe there was some talk. Well, I can guarantee that a lot of GMs talk to other GMs uh, while they were together there. Um, sometimes they lead to stuff and sometimes they don't, but it, it, it's a wait and see. When you have 32 GMs all under the same roof, uh, that's when when conversations begin. So who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did mention something about the 2022 prospect challenge. I just want to, uh, update that that is going to be a tournament in Buffalo. It's a round Robin tournament and it starts on September 15th and it goes to the 19th. And, uh, this has been going on, uh, since, uh, 2015. It's a nice little tournament. Um, joining the tournament this year is the Montreal Canadians and the, uh, Ottawa senators, but, but, um, Others that have been involved in the tournament, obviously, it's hosted by the Buffalo Sabres, uh, New Jersey Devils, and Pittsburgh Penguins are also still involved. Um, and on Friday, September 16th, Boston plays Ottawa. On Saturday, September 17th, uh, Pittsburgh plays Boston. And Monday, the 19th, uh, Boston plays New Jersey. So... It's a nice little tournament, um, and this is—I mean, this this upcoming IIHF World Juniors tournament for Fabian Lysol. I know we talked about him earlier. Going to talk about him a little further. This tournament coming up um, on Tuesday and the Prospects Challenge are going to be huge audition platforms for Fabian, who who like we talked about earlier, um, seems to have a real aggressive approach on on trying to make the NHL roster this year. And um, with, with the injuries or the recoveries from uh, off-season surgeries and so on, and some line shifting, I mean, could we see Jake DeBrusque uh, go to his natural left side and possibly see a young kid for at least 10 games? LaSalle come in and, and, and try to show what he can do. And, you know, I mean – it's not out of the it's not out of the realm of possibilities to be honest with you. I'd love to see the kid do what he can. 
And if he can if he can play at that level, man, absolutely. Let's see it. But but I also want to, you know, a little bit of patience as well as these young kids are still trying to learn the game. They're still young. I mean, Fabian's Fabian's only been over here for in North America for a little over a year now, I believe. So um Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with them, but it's going to be exciting times for him to show what he can do, even at these uh, tournaments that are more more age centric to around him. Where a pro level, you get a mixed bag of ages and veterans and rookies and all sides, all types of players that can really lean on you and really, you know, wear you down a bit. And it's going to be a challenge for him to outcome situations like that and and prove that he can play at this level. It's going to be interesting. I I don't want to give him a spot just to give him a spot. If he earns it, um, by all means, I'd hate for him to get uh, a 20-game showing or whatever and burn a year off his entry-level contract. To me, that's that's key. Uh, the good thing, the good thing about Lysel's contract is this. Like, if if Bergeron and Krejci are coming back on bonus incentive deals, um, they don't have to worry about a performance bonus with Lysel because he doesn't have one in his first year. On the same token, they have to worry about Jeremy Swayman's performance bonuses because he still has them in his contract. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. Lysel does have uh, performance bonuses in his first year. So okay. they they have to be careful. Uh, Swayman is obviously going to earn his. Uh, he earned them last year. He'll, he'll earn them again this year. Because I think his bonuses are based on games played. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're already walking a tightrope uh, with the cap. So, um it's not a lot of money, but when you when you combine Swayman and Lysel, you're talking about half a million dollars. And that half million dollars could be anywhere uh, from offering uh, David Pasternak 9.5 million versus 10 million on his on his contract. So it's a tight rope. Yeah, like you mentioned, they could move they could move uh, DeBrusque to the left wing. And, and have Lysel in his natural right-wing spot. Uh, but then you've got Pavel Zaka. What are you doing with him? Right. If Bergeron and Krejci are coming back, what are you doing with Zaka? You know, because my opinion is if Krejci and Bergeron are back, Zaka should be the left wing on, on Coyle's line. Would you still ride Smith on the right? Well, on our last podcast – we, we talked about it. Like Smith would be the one contract that they could probably move to gain some cap space. Um, so I would move Coil to the right wing, Zach on the left wing, and Jack Stadnika in the middle. Ooh, I like that. That's a little spicy there, well, but I like it. I mean, <laughs> Zaka and, and Coil um, can help protect Jack. And, uh, you know, the Bruins have to see what, what they have in Stadnika. Like, now's the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have to give him a shot. I'm sure he'll get it. Um, you know, he deserved to be on the opening roster last year after the camp that he had. So, 
That's the way I would do it. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, you know, move coil back to the middle, move Steen up to the right side with uh, with uh, coil and Zaka. Either Jack becomes a 13th forward or you find a way to put him in the middle of the fourth line. Yeah. I agree on the make a break. I mean, it, it, it's definitely his time to uh, to really push for that spot, you know, and he's he's going to be exposed to waivers if he doesn't make that roster spot. And I'm sorry, but I, I can see 31 other teams uh, circling above if that ever happens because he won't last long on the waiver wire. Uh, no, I mean, Seattle would likely be the team to, to grab him because of the Jay Leach connection. You look, Seattle's already uh, uh, gone after the, a few of the Bruins' uh, uh, free agents. So can't remember off the top of my head who side there. So, but Leach knows knows the Bruins' prospects pretty well. So I'm I'm sure he would he would tell Ron Francis, "Hey, grab this guy." Yep. Yeah, that makes sense having that intel. <clears throat> um. Stop during the off season. Go scratch away and get in some topics. It is. It's. It's. I. I suspect by the middle of August, uh, trending towards the end of August, there'll be lots to discuss. But uh, there isn't a heck of a lot going on right now. At least tomorrow we'll get to bring Matt in, and uh, fans can get to know him a little bit. Uh, Next weekend, we'll be in the middle of the uh, World Junior Championship. So we have how our three prospects are doing. And hopefully by then, we might have some news. Well, one way or another, we're going to have news on Pavel Zaka. Hopefully. Hopefully something drops. Uh, you know, either way, it's going to go to the Friday the 11th or, or sometimes before. All right. Uh, yeah, so we will... Be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking to second round selection, Boston Bruins draft pick, Matt Poitras. And he is going to be uh, with us. Um, and so is Kevin O'Keefe. He'll be back from his his uh, bowling uh, extravaganza. Um, we got to talk about him and his bowling efforts. This is kind of sad. But he's going to kill me for that too, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm Kevin's probably not doing anything other than standing at the buffet line. <laughs> That's freaking funny. All right. Yeah. So why don't we call this episode 289? We are closely, closely getting to 300, which is a, an accomplishment and an amazing accomplishment for podcasts anywhere. But we've been doing this for a long time. But um, I want to thank everybody uh, again for last week and, and the compassion for reaching out and, and, you know, checking to see if I'm okay and my family's okay. Really appreciate that, but appreciate the shares, um, the uh, the content shares, and and the interactions that we're getting. Um, definitely use that listener hotline. It's nine seven eight five zero four two seven two seven. Anything Bruins related, just, just leave us a voicemail. We'll pick up that audio recording and we'll put it on a future program. Uh, obviously, if it's done in class, if it's going to be in the uh ass hat category it will not be used on the pod sorry but um with that being said i'm host mark Allred. that is dom tiano we will talk to you guys next week uh, actually tomorrow when we uh, do a bonus pod with matt fortress uh of the guelph storm 
and uh, get back on track on these weekend pods with Kevin and Dom starting next weekend. Hopefully we get some more news of another interview that we can do in the near future. But anyway, uh, please be safe. Stay cool in these uh, hot temperatures, everybody. And uh, and uh, we'll talk next week, uh, tomorrow. I keep screwing that up. But anyway, that is episode 289. This is the Lockerville Hockey Podcast. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at Black and Gold Pod, at BNG Productions, at Black and Gold 277, and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe 89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official blackandgoldhockey.com website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out.